always forget about stuff. I'd be just so anxious to talk about when I get on my podcast. But I just want to talk about it real quick, like just something I was just thinking about scrolling through, through Instagram. I don't get on Twitter no more. I feel like Twitter is a curse. But all I know is, you know, as I'm scrolling through Instagram, I see different things. I feel like certain things that just support what I've been going through and different things that have been going on. Different stuff that's on my heart. So, it's the frustration of the disconnect with, like, what you see and what the media portray and what you see off in this world and what it look like pertaining to what you know. That's the biggest battle every single day. Every single day, that's the biggest battle. Then, of course, it's the battle between what you know and what God know. Submitting to God's authority. Him showing you, like, Just everything. But, like, my life is so, like, interesting because, matter of fact, I want to talk about interesting. That's what I think I'm going to name this podcast today, this episode today, interesting. Because I catch myself doing it. Like, I will... You know, see who people truly is. I see their true, real perspective and mindset on things. Like, as if I can search people's minds or be in them. Like, they are in mine. And I say, some people, depending on, I don't, I feel like everybody's perspective will probably be in Everybody's perspective will probably, I will find something interesting about it. I probably could be like interesting to at least something or a few things in everybody's mind. But it's a few people that, you know, they give me their perspective. It's rare though. It's very rare. I'm like, interesting. That is interesting. Your perspective, the way you see it. And this, I want to delve into interesting and what that word means what that word means excuse me interesting that something something interests you now i want to read the definition arousing curiosity or interest holding or holding or catching attention and then I'm going to give my definition of interesting. Like I said, something that interests you, like the holding or arousing curiosity or attention. Yes, absolutely. But and my raw definition of it is like, whatever you just said, that just sparked something. That really just you know, gave me a new perspective or just broadened my horizons in a way. Something about it caught my attention that makes me feel like, hmm, that's the way you think? Or whatever it is you just said, you just gave me a new path to take as far as mindset and thinking and just different ways I can go you know, different paths I can go down and whenever I want to indulge in my mindset, my mindset works like I want to know why you thought that. I want to know why you made the decision. I want to know why you chose that path. I want to know why you think the way you do. I want to know why you are who you are, how you are. And a lot of times you find out why people are how they are. Of course, it'll be mind-blowing or shocking or new or whatever but it feels like for me very rare is it interesting very interesting to the point where I'm like hmm I guess I didn't think of that or that's a new way to think about something it's frustrating to me because 
the very rare times that something has caught my attention like that, I said to myself, so all those other times I've never been that very, really that interested then. I've never been, you know, you are, you've done something that not everybody can do, clearly. But I get that reaction all the time. When people take a look at how I see things, my perspective, and how my mind works, I get that reaction almost every time, if not all the time. And I can't say that the person who interested me does not also get that reaction all the time. I cannot judge for that. I'm not there every time. They only know. But I do know those rare times that they interest me, it doesn't happen often with a lot of people. So that's where I'm at. I can't tell you what it you have to what what your mindset has to consist of to interest me. I don't know. That's what is interesting about it. I probably wouldn't have thought of that myself. Or you brought me to a new understanding. Or you you allowed me to explore a different perspective or mindset that I otherwise wouldn't have you know haven't thought of yet. Or maybe wouldn't have been brought up brought to without you. It's your perspective. It's interesting. It's new. And. It's very few people that has done that have done that. Like I said, when they do, like I said, it's always very interesting. It's always very interesting. Where it's like, wow. You're doing something I can't do. And I'm not fooling myself, but I feel like a lot of people can't do what I can do. Even though you know it though. You just know it. It's just reality. It's just the truth. You know, when you're out in this world, you want to believe that you're going to encounter that more than you actually do. So when somebody actually does, is able to do that, you're like, wow. What else is to you? And then maybe sometimes you delve into more about them and that's all that they got really. Or it's, it's, it's not too much more to it. It's always more interesting ideas, but it's not really too much more that you will find interesting personally, which is why a lot of times it has to do with that saying beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So it's interest. I may find it interesting. It might spark my curiosity. It may broaden my horizons or my perspective, but it may not do that for somebody else or a lot of other people. That just could be me or where I'm at right now. Maybe in a few years or a few years back, that wouldn't have even interested me. But it does now. And it's all for a reason. But there's been a few people who you delve into more into them because of how interesting that perspective was or how interesting it was the mindset they had on or the opinion that they had on that subject. And it's nothing more outside of that. It was just that. And you could still appreciate that for what it was. And then there's other people who you delve more into them. You find they really just that interesting. Now, on that level, when you find out the people who really are just that interested in a lot of different ideas or perspectives in their life or just different things about them. Some people are, you know, where you at? Where y'all can connect. Some people are in the middle. Whereas like maybe y'all can connect sometimes. Other times they just feel like they, you know, a little bit past where you're at you know, further along and maybe, and I don't ever see like past where you at and further along as, you know, something you can't grasp or have, unless of course it's something you can't grasp or have. And I've very rarely actually ever experienced that. If I'm going to be quite honest, thus far, I've only experienced that a few times. So people it's like, yeah, I'm going to admit that you, your perspective, your mindset is a little bit further than I am right now. A little bit further than I can grasp. And I'm being, and I want to be clear that sometimes people are so far past where you're at and where you can grasp, it's going to take you a little while to get to where they're even at, to even find interest in anything or have anything in common with them to even see that they further past you. Sometimes they're just going to go over your head and zip right past you because that's just how much further ahead of you that they are. And you have to be able to admit that to yourself. Otherwise, you won't ever grow to that extent. Sometimes people are totally in a different lane where it's like it's interesting, but it's not my lane. So you might be so much further past where I am right now, but it's because that's your lane. This It's not mine. I probably won't ever be over there. I have 
Like, I place my intent in different areas. I'm going further in different areas. Not that I can't master that. I just don't have as much interest in it as you do. And then other times there's going to be people who, like I said, they are able to, you're able to notice that they're far past you because they still have parts of them that still connect with where you are now. Other times it's going to be where you will one day be, hopefully, or maybe you could dream of being there one day. But sometimes you connect with people because they have small parts of them that still connect to where you are now. And sometimes it's because they're holding on to them. Sometimes it's because they have yet to grow from them. But regardless of anything, they still so much far past where you are right now. That's, that's somewhere you need to get. Very few times have I ever experienced that. And I'm going to be quite honest. I connect with God like I consult with God about these things. I want him to elevate me. But just because I connect and consult with God don't mean that I know everything he know. I do not know everything he know. So when I'm connecting with him, he's connecting with me on the level of who I am, meaning he will elevate me and show me a lot of different levels and different things I can be brought to based on who I am and what I'm capable of and what he knows I'm capable of. So. I don't want to limit God because God will also show you different things that, you know, different levels of things that you never even thought you were capable of or you possibly could never even imagine being capable of. He will show you different levels of things you don't even connect with yet, could never imagine, because one day you could be there if you truly want it. I don't ever want to limit God and the different things he shows you based off of what you already know, what you feel like you're worthy of knowing and what you feel like you're worthy of. Compared to what he know you can have and all the things he know in this world that will find that would, you know, elevate you, interest you. But as I said, there's people, very few people who've actually sparked my interest on that level. And I got to say, it's been for for a very extended part of time, a, a very extended time period. I have found that, you know, I was offended in a way, slightly. I was never too offended to learn or grow or to find interest in whatever it is they was doing. Some people are so offended. They like, I don't like this person. Or they find a reason not to delve into that more and challenge themselves. Not me. But also, I did find that there's slight offense there where it's like, hmm. I'm not what I thought I was, but that's growth because accepting that you're not what you thought you was is only going to get you to the next level of being what you want to be. If you always feeling like you something that you're not and you don't ever want to grow past that or accept that you're not everything that you thought that you are, that you're not as big or as great or as interesting or as whatever it is that you thought that you are, you will never be more than what you are now. You have to accept that. And when somebody fake comes around And you stand in the face of that. You stand in the face of, I'm not what I thought I was. I'm not where I I could be. And they embody everything about that. They actually are, you know, a representation of a lot of things I am not. If you allow the offense to keep you from learning from them or growing or at least fighting to one day get, maybe if you may never be able to get where they are, just past what you are now or someday wherever you intend to be, then you are never going to grow. You're never going to be anything. And to be quite honest, do you even deserve to be more than what you are? If you can't allow yourself to not be offended by something that you obviously take interest in enough that you feel that you are not that. You are not that, but you would want to be that. You admire it enough. And it's not admiring meaning I got to copy off of them and I got to still you know, they originality and I got to not be myself anymore. I want to be them. No, it's being who you are, but learning from what they are. And I just, I've noticed that I'm being challenged. And some people, they're so used to people taking offense to who they are that the first, the first sign of you doing that, they're not even going to even, 
you know, keep extending that that helping hand for you if they ever had it out for you. They're not going to keep extending that helping hand for you. Like, it is what it is. Like, you are not, you're too offended to grow. You don't want to accept that I am who I am, but I know who I am. And just because you won't accept it won't change who I am. You're only hindering yourself. That's saying we only cheat ourselves. And... Some people believe that just because I won't accept it, that would change something. No, that don't change nothing but anything in your life. It will never change nothing for nobody else's. And people have yet to come to that understanding. And so they're stuck. And they don't even know they're stuck, which is sadder. Then there's the idea that you know you're stuck. And what keeps you stuck is the the bitterness and the, mis- and the misery that goes along with not being able to accept what it takes to get unstuck and do what it takes. And then there's the understanding that I'm stuck, but I won't be stuck here for long because I see what you're doing. I see what you're capable of. And it ain't just about you because I cannot compare myself to you that much. But I do see different things in you that interest me, that makes me want to grow and learn more. So I won't be here for long. One day I'll be further ahead, but it won't be who you are. It'll be who I am. But I will have learned from you in the process. It's all different kinds of people. But I am learning that a lot of times, you know, you're going to find people who are at that level. Of course, you know, honestly, what interests me the most is when they never stop growing, no matter what level they're at. You see them and you say, you're so far and you're so ahead and you're so, you're so You've, you're you're so propelled forward. You you encourage me to want to be that one day, and it's offensive. So much that it's offensive, and you're not usually offended because you know you can grow. But somebody who offends you that much, you have I've seen different personalities. Either like I said, they will extend that hand, but it won't be extended for long because the first time you show so much offense that it feels like you're not growing. They're not gonna waste time on you. Then there's other people It's like, this hand is always going to be extended for you, but you're going to have to grow to actually reach it. I'm not going to overexert myself. And maybe it's because they've learned from doing that. And maybe it's because they've never done that. They've never extended their hand too far to the point where they was trying to help somebody up who wasn't trying to do the work to be helped. This is for you. It ain't really for me, but I do want to help you. I appreciate people like that. It's like you always be there, not saying that I'm always be reaching for your hand. It almost feels like if I'm super, if I'm always reaching for your hand and always focused on reaching for your hand too much. Not that I want to take away from who you are and how you how you inspire me, but just the simple fact that, you know, I don't want to idolize you. There's so many different things to be reaching for. I have to be reaching for a better me. And if you are in that path and you are, you know, able to help me that much then of course I'm always appreciating that your hand is there waiting for me when I get to that level. You don't have to overextend yourself for me because I can I can understand that being that great or being whoever you is enough for me to have admired you or be inspired by you that much. I can't imagine how many people who have been inspired or is, it admires you as well. And if you overextended your hand that much for every single person, you probably wouldn't be who you are today. I wouldn't expect you to do that for me. But anybody who's willing to still have it there for you whenever you get to that point, that's really all you can ask for. But a lot of people won't even do that. And then you have to understand the other side of things that's not even about, you know, even caring about you or ever wanting to inspire you at all. Where it's like, I am this person. And if you are inspired, you know, then you inspire. But that's not even, that's not that I was even thinking about you. And I hate to think that people are like that, but there are people out here who are like that. They would never extend a hand to help you. They would never allow you to get to where they are. They would never help you to get to that level. This is why you have to appreciate the people who will, no matter what that comes, what level that comes at. Meaning until you do the work, you're not even going to be able to reach my hand. I'm not overextending it for you and I'm not doing the work for you. I want you to reach to this level because that's how I learn. You have to appreciate that. You can't expect people to do more for you than you're doing for yourself. So I see that a lot in my journey, but I don't worry about it. I don't worry about it too much. I worry about it a little bit because I say to myself, 
when I'm lacking and when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I worry about never reaching those levels, but having experienced them a little bit. But I don't worry about it too much because if you ever even got a taste of that or if you ever experienced it even a little bit or was ever even in a room with these individuals, you have the potential to make your own room, to build your own room, to be a new room for someone to experience as well, to pave the way for somebody else, to be the individual or better. Never base it off of them and their growth. They are themselves. So you might see people who are so far ahead of you and you dream of being there. And one day you may be so far past them. But it's not about even being in competition with them as well. You have to be humble. You have to see it for what it is and let it be what it is. Don't force things. Don't assume. But that being said, I just see a lot of different perspectives. I see it a lot of different ways. And the mindset I feel like I have, I can grow to such great levels. But I would have to block out negativity. Not always. Because in my perspective, I feel that the negativity helps a lot, actually. It helps you to be observant. It helps you to learn from. It's lessons. If you're never taking losses, then there are lessons. So the negativity is there for a reason. I don't allow the negativity to go completely because then I'll become blinded. I'll say to myself, yes, I'm only focused on positivity. I only want to hear positivity, but negativity is there for a reason. It's there to learn from. So I don't want to block negativity out completely. And then that's a whole entire side that, you know, I am ignorant to. And you don't know what could be going on over there. You don't know what you can learn from or you don't know what's being set up against you. Even if you are 100% confident that and focused on positivity, no matter what they're setting up against you, it can never hinder you. You don't know what you can learn from or prevent. Even if it's not just for you, but for someone else. So like I said, I'm going to name this episode Interest. Because I very rarely find people who I see their perspectives and I say interesting. But so often are people, do people see my perspective? Actually, I have, I'm, I'm just, I don't, I hate to be super confident, but I know every single time I hold it from people because some people can't handle it. And some people, you know, like I said, can't handle it, whether that be very good or very bad. But when I say, when I really show people who, my perspective and who I really am, I always get that. Interesting. And I say, I know. And some people are going to say, all these people around you, because some people you're going to come into, some people you're going to come about or you're going to come around and they are going to go to such great lengths and it's going to be so convincing things that they tell people about you, the lies that they tell, the diversions that they create. The distractions from you. Because they don't want people to see how interesting you are. It's that offensive to them. Some people can see right past that because they've been through it. Some people can see right past that because they just built like that. They may not have even been through it. But regardless. I know what I have, what I possess. And when I choose to truly you know, expose that to people, I've learned to be careful who you expose that to. I've learned. Like, I can expose it to anybody. I'll still make it out. I'll still be okay. But why, you know, indulge in all the extra, you know, attention, whether that be good or bad, that's not needed. If you're going to divulge it to somebody who's not going to do nothing but, <clears throat> excuse me, do everything in their power to find offense to it or destroy what you have, not that not that you have any fear in your heart that they ever will be able to or capable of destroying what you have. Just the simple fact it's not worth the trouble. It's not worth it. Even though I'm one of those people who feel like you never know what trouble is worth. Because you may be able to bring somebody to a better understanding, save somebody, or learn something new in the process. But I'm telling you, it's not always worth the trouble. That's just what it is. Avoid what you can. While still getting everything you need out of it. Everything you might need think that you can help somebody else with and they need out of it. But. That being said, you know. I've learned. 
to be careful who I show that to because each and every single last person I show that to, they always say, interesting. I know what I have. I know what's interesting. I know that not not anybody, not everybody. I'm all, I'm always so ecstatic to find people who are like, yeah. You know, I know that. I agree. Or, you know, I love that. And they're not super mind blown. But I always get that mind blown. But maybe that's just where I'm at now. Eventually, I pray I'll be in, you know, different position in a different position or in different lanes where people will have will agree with me more because they will understand they will be on my level but that's not me taking away from anybody around me because I'm not never not willing to do the work for somebody who's willing to do it I wasn't always here okay so I haven't been feeling like it on my podcast all day because I was just this feeling like, just don't, like I had so much work to do, like I still, like I had to stay focused, and it was just not the time, and I'm listening to my heart, and I believe that I'm being led by God's presence, although that's something I wanted to come on here and talk about, so... Like, I've been just debating all day. It's just God. This happens every once in a while. It happens a lot, actually. But some days I know for a fact it's him. Most days I know for a fact it's him anyways. I I mean, this has to be God. Then other days it's like, is it God? Because like I've seen things and I'm hearing things and even different things that I've done as far as like praying when I'm in worship and when I'm really searching for answers have shown me or when I'm not searching for answers and it just comes randomly, like when they, like when unexpectedly. And it has shown me like, you know, Are you sure that you can trust your own heart when you're being led? Are you sure that you can trust your own mind? I've given up on trusting my mind. You know, I've got so many different voices and people and demons and things leading me in all the wrong directions. So I focus on God's presence. And how I do that is, well... When I worshipped, the the day I worshipped and Jesus came down. What I was focusing on as I prayed that led me to get on my knees in the first place. What I was focusing on as I prayed that showed me, you know, that I had things around me that weren't what weren't normal or natural. Like demons. When I followed the guidance that guided me there, when I when I was guided towards it, I just focused on whatever that was that was guiding me. And I know I'm not gonna say whatever that was. I just focus on God. And when I'm praying, every day I pray, or I go into worship, or I just read the Bible. I I have to, like, for so long, I feel God's presence as I'm reading the Bible. Because he's, for so long, I've tried my best to understand the Bible. And when I'm reading the Bible, he allows me in his presence and he helps me understand it. So I search for him. And every time I'm reading the Bible, in order to get a better understanding, I need him. Otherwise, I'm just reading them, reading the words, and it feels like there's no power to them when I'm not actually searching for his presence. But I will say that I've never actually had to search for it. 
I just read the Bible and I accept the words into my heart and I truly believe it. Or I just, you know, want truth. Just reading the Bible, period, I'm automatically in his presence. But lately, I've had to fight to be in his presence. And so I'm questioning whether it's God because I've never had to do that before. I've never had to fight to be in God's presence. I've always just been in it. And so, honestly, I get frustrated. I get frustrated because I say, why do I have to fight to be in God's presence? Like, do you not want me in your presence? Like, is it like, but I kind of don't have a choice because when I don't, when I'm not fighting to be in his presence, then I'm stripped of my peace. I'm stripped of just, I don't feel like myself anymore. I don't feel comfortable. And when I'm out in this world, I just, it just doesn't feel the same. Because I can say a lot of different things, like I'm easily tempted, but that's anyways. You know, I'm just learning to fight very hard for God's presence to the point where Satan doesn't have, like I can actually fight Satan on his temptations. Before I was in God's presence and I didn't hear him tempting me. Now I can hear it, I can feel it, I actually can see and I know that these demons are there. Before it was just like, I was just being tempted, even though I'm still battling that too, but... Now I have the opportunity to fight. And before, I don't want to make it about the different, you know, things that, like, I would be avoiding by being God's presence. No, it's just that, you notice the difference. Just because of who God is. I don't want to make it because I was getting something out of it. Just because of who God is. Excuse me. I um oftentimes just like I can't do that. I can't do that. And I and I feel it. I noticed it like God is showing his power. He's showing me who people are. And he's showing me what I'm battling. So, when I'm being enticed and tempted to just forget about that. You don't have to be in God's presence. Or just forget about that. You don't have to fight hard for God. Just forget about that. Just do it without him. Just do it without it. You know, I know that that's Satan. I know that that's for a reason. Why are they all of a sudden so concerned with me being in God's presence? Nobody cared before. Nobody bothered me before when I was in God's presence. Though I've spoken about how we get how I start getting distracted as I'm reading the Bible. Or how people would start just like Satan would approach me and try and tempt me to go in the opposite direction. And all these other things. Besides that, for the longest of time, no one obviously or so boldly tried to distract and pull me out of God presence, God's presence or pull me away from him. And so I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I want to be honest because I know that God wants us to be more honest about how we feel in our heart. Just not saying it or hiding it or feeling like it's going to go away. It's not being honest with God. So, like, if I just sit up here and say, you know, just try to convince myself it doesn't bother me. You know, I feel that he's he, he wants me to be honest about how I feel. Even though my feelings can be deceitful, especially in this time. But it almost feels like it's like a game. Like games are being played. But I know who my father is. I know my father does not play over us. He does not play, period. So, if anybody's playing the games, it's Satan. Of course, I don't want to, you know, blame anything on God. Because that's one thing Satan's always trying to do. He's trying to get you to blame God for what he's doing. And give him the credit for what God's doing. Always. And I notice, like, when I'm fighting these demons, they do the same thing. They operate in the same way. 
everything that Satan does and how he does things, his deceit, his lies, his goals, his mannerisms, his character. They all do the same thing. These demons, they all, these witches, they do everything the same way. Like how Satan is so jealous of God. He just wants to be God. He wants to be worshipped by God. He wants to sit in the throne and rule over heaven. And now I'm encountering witches who just want to be me. They just want to have the power that God has given me. They just want to stand in my place or even take my body or just take any credit for anything that I'm doing. They just want to, and they lie all day. And they're so jealous. And how Satan will know something isn't true, but he'll lie. And as long as he'll do anything and say anything just to get you to believe it. Just to get you to believe it. And he knows that just because you believe it doesn't make it true. But he doesn't care because that's good enough for him. Just like these demons and these witches that I'm battling, that I'm facing, not alone, with God. But they don't care if it's true or not. All, all day, every day, I'm facing, I'm battling them lying on me. Them just telling all kinds of outrageous, just ridiculous lies on me, on God. And... God is like, don't react because what do you know is the truth? Yet still, I have to fight what they're doing because when they're going and lying on people and when they're going and lying on me and lying to people, it's kind of, this is the reason why God has me fighting. He's had, he has me fighting for the truth because I I can't call it for sure, but I really would say that it matters that I defend his name. Much less, <clears throat> much less my own. Of course, it's my name they're lying on, but it's God's name they're lying on. And usually the lies pertain to, she's not fighting for God. That's not God. Um, God is not doing it. This is not, that's not what God wants. God doesn't, God is not standing behind her mission, her fight. And all these different things usually pertain to, the direction that somebody will go in as far as knowing who God is and what is my mission. My mission is to do everything in my power, everything in the power that God has given me to be used as a vessel to bring others into to repentance and to, you know, get them to realize that they have a chance at salvation, to help them get there, to guide them there. That's what I'm here for. It's my purpose. So when they're lying, to convince people that that's not what I'm doing here, then that kind of defeats the purpose of me fighting. They need to know what I'm doing here because they need to know that I'm, you know, I'm on the right side. That this is God guiding me. That, you know, this is what they 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 are supposed to be doing. This is what they should know. Because as long as they feel like otherwise then they may mistake whatever it is they're doing, the lies that they're, they're telling for what God wants, and then they're being led astray. Granted, I can't keep anybody from anything they want to do, but God is saying if you have the opportunity to help them see the truth, that's what you're here for. So I can't just say it doesn't matter. Let them tell their lies. Let them do whatever they want to do. It doesn't matter because people are going to do what they want to do anyways. And just because they're lying doesn't make it the truth and whatever. But I, I cannot do that because that kind of defeats the purpose of the power he's given me, what he's sent me here to do. And I feel led. I feel led to help them anybody I can. So that's the point. And he chose me for my heart. Also... I also want to add, though, there is a way to go about this thing, these things. I could say I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to bother it. I'm going to let them do whatever they want to do because God is going to let everything come to pass. Like, God is going to handle that. God is going to make sure that people know. But then, like I said, once again, then why would he be using me as a vessel for this mission if this not if that's not what it's for? Now, I understand that there's... You know, different things that 
I have to discern between. He's given me the spirit of wisdom and discernment to be able to discern what I should be fighting for and what I shouldn't. Some battles, a lot of battles are going to seem worth fighting for and they're just not. But ultimately, I know what God is is leading me to do. Because I noticed when I'm super tired of fighting and I don't feel like it's worth you know, running behind all of their lives to fix them or to change people's minds. Like, just let them do what they're going to do. It doesn't make it true or it doesn't matter. You know, I try and get in God's presence and I notice that that's what's stopping me. That's what's stopping me. The lies, people are going to say lies do not matter. Let them tell their lies. It doesn't change the truth. But in this circumstance, it must matter. It must matter. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I believe that they are convincing people to join their fight against God. And because I'm fighting for God, they're convincing people to join their fight against me as well. And so... I have to fight more people. And the thing is, I don't have an issue fighting however many people it is for God. That's not the issue. The issue is that usually it's innocent people who have been misguided, misled, and lied to. They think that they're fighting for reasons that they're not fighting for. They, they're they deceived into believing that, you know, they're fighting for the right reasons or that they're not wrong or that there's nothing wrong with what they're fighting for. Like, like I said, God is almighty and all-powerful. He can He can control that. That doesn't matter when it comes down to it. But I just noticed, like, it's a few individuals that actually are responsible. All the entire time, every chance they get, they're doing everything in their power to, to lie to everybody else and get them on their side and convince them to fight in this battle against me against God in order to, you know, have a bunch of, like, human shields. Human shields. Reminds me of, I don't know if it was a civil war, but I believe a civil war. When black people joined the Civil War, they put black people in the front because it took them a while to reload their guns after they shut off the first shots. So black people were placed in the front as human shields in order to take the bullets as they reloaded their guns. That's what it feel like they're doing. These people, they just being lied to and and added to the fight in order to take the hits. While you're taking the hits, I'm able to reload, get a little bit more of whatever it is I need in order to continue to fight so I can get a little bit more energy or a little bit more of an advantage. And that's what it is. So my heart doesn't want innocent people to suffer. Obviously, I'm doing the best I can. I can't help or protect everybody. And I can't keep everybody from being hurt like when it comes down to it, God is almighty God. He's going to protect his people. It's not all up to me. Because when it comes down to it, people, the people who know, they're going to know. The people who know are going to know. And they're going to be able to use wisdom and discernment to decide for themselves whether they want to believe that or not. And ultimately, if they make the wrong decision, then, you know, that's just what, it's just a lesson to be learned in it if it matters to them. So that's not my responsibility. But also, I noticed that the more that they do this, when I go and try and pray and get to God, it's harder. It's harder to be in his presence. It's harder to pray to him because I have so many people in the way. So many people in the way. And some and somebody will say, nobody can get in the way of you and your prayer time with God. Nobody can get in the way of you and God's presence. That's why this journey that I'm on is so interesting and so different because it's been a lot of things said throughout my life about what can and what can and cannot happen 
and your faith and your journey with God. And all those things have been like proven so wrong in the hard way while I'm on this journey. And so now when I hear people saying it, I'm like, I get kind of like sad, a little upset and then driven all at the same time because it's like, that's the same thing that I was thinking before I had to learn the hard way that that is not true. You know, it's all in your head. Witchcraft is not real. Yes, it is. It's not all in your head. And if you just say, it's all in my head, it doesn't matter, and expect God to just fight all your battles for you, either one or two things are going to happen. Either you're never going to grow to the next level with God, or you're going to find out the hard way that it is true, it is real. Because they'll be keeping you from growing to the next level with God until you fight and accept what it is you're fighting and that it's real. And... I'm sure it's a lot of people who disagree with that. I disagree. God's going to always protect me and keep me and love me. And this is why, you know, God loves you. He's always going to keep you, like you said. But when he's calling you to the next level, you have to understand he's in control of everything. So if he allowed this to even be placed on you, if he, if he allowed them to even be sent after you, that's because he's calling you to the next level with him. I heard this man's testimony. He said that he was, he had been working a really good job for a long time, providing for his family. Then he lost his job, and it was just hard time at the hard time at the hard time, and, and things were getting better. And he was praying and praying and praying, and depending on God, and he didn't know what was happening. And you know, he was just feeling like, you know, where are you, God? What's happening? And one day, God showed him an entire family dressed up in like some sort of like warrior type voodoo uniform and they were all crowding around him chanting and just wishing bad on him and he manifested in whatever room they were in and immediately once he manifested he noticed that you know the big guy he as they were chanting the big guy ran up on him. They start fighting. The guy was choking him, and he was losing. But God, God put it in his heart to say bind to bind him. He bound that man in the name of Jesus, and he contorted. And then next thing you know, the two little girls it was twins or two little girls. Like he said, the mother that was there was like kill them, and then one other person killed the girls off, and then. They just all start trying to kill themselves before he could bind them all. And he bound a few of them. And then when he woke up, he said, he still, he said to, still to this day, I can't, I'm in shock that that actually happened. And God said to me, this, this is the reason why you're going through so many troubles. This is the reason why you've lost your job. This is the reason why things keep going bad one after the other, one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. The reason I'm telling this story is because it's so similar to what I'm going through. And it gave me insight that, you know, this is real. It's not in my head. And it's happening all over the world. And also that God doesn't give you, God is going to show you, you know, these type of things because he wants to bring you to the next level with him. Because after that, all he knows is God said that you can lose whatever it is. That you can't like loose them all off of you, loose the loose you know these things off your life, and then so next thing you know he just start loosing everything, loosing all the demons, all of the um prayers of defeat, all of the you know all of the plans of the enemy, and all of you know the financial hardships that he had been dealing with. And since then, he's okay. Since then, everything's working out for him. Things have been better. And that just really showed me that, you know, I got two things out of that story. One, this is not all in my head. This is really happening. This is real. I don't have to doubt what I'm going through. Not that I did. Like, I mean, I do. But at the same time, when it comes down to it, it's about what other people think and how other people will perceive it. But when it comes down to just me and God, I know what I'm fighting. And I know that I'm going to have to keep fighting it regardless if someone else believes me or not. It's still real for me. So I can't change that. And I can ignore it and I can pretend like it's not real, but I won't grow. I won't be able to grow.
I will be stuck there until I accept and acknowledge it. Then two, you know, God wanted him to be brought to the next level where he has the power to loose these type of things off his life. And people can't just, you know, cast spells and chant and do witchcraft on his life and stop things from happening in his life anymore. Because, because he, you know, conquered that battle through God in God, he's able to loose all these things. He has the power to loose these things from his life. So God sends this and allows these things to happen in your life. Oh, also for, for you to realize how real things are. And to come out of this world and to let go of whatever sin that is causing these things to happen. Because he said he was dealing with porn addiction, etc. Different things like that. But he since no, he knows better not to, you know, deal with these things. And just so you know who he is, what you're facing, what you're battling, why it's important to take it seriously. And, you know, to bring you to that next level. So you start leaving things alone, start taking God more seriously, and that, and so that you have the power to fight these different forces yourself. You know, so many times we are praying and we're wondering why we're not getting answers, or we feel like we're not getting answers. We feel like nothing's changing, and we're so upset about that. We feel like it's no point in praying, or why isn't this changing, or this, you know, you're just so sick and tired of being in one place. You want to move forward. You want things to get better. And God gives you the opportunity to do so. That's why. That's why these things happen. So you can start getting answers to your prayers. You know, you're going to get answers anyways. But these are the answers to your prayers. So. I see that. And I realize that in my life. It's just. You know. Clearly God has, you know. A very special and unique calling on my life where he's called me to be on such a level and I don't want to put myself in any place because God said you know sit take the lowly place and allow someone to sit you ahead instead of taking the high place and being sat you know in a lowly place and someone else being sat where you sit because that's not where you belonged or that's not your position so take the lowly place and then be moved instead of taking the high place to be moved. So I'm not trying to put myself in any position or say that I'm anything that I'm not. But I feel that God has given me such a mission, like such a calling on my life that, you know, it's so much bigger than, you know, just that, like, He's calling me to do something really big that will affect a bunch of different people. He's placing me in an important position, a leadership position of power. And he's preparing me to be able to handle that. I see that. And to be able to act and move accordingly. He's preparing me for this, for my future. And I know this because, you know, I hear about these people's stories, like this man's story. And I notice, like, I've been through that already. I got past that part. I've done that. I've already done that part. So why is it still on me? Like, it feels like the things that they're facing, they deal with one thing or maybe two. And I'm dealing with all of it, all. And it's still here. And I'm fighting so hard. It feels like I would have been done by now. I would have conquered it. And God said to me, yeah. You would have been, if that were my, if that were my mission, if that were your destiny, then you would be done by now. You would be free of, you know, you would have conquered your battle. Not saying that that wasn't a very hard battle for these people and not exactly what God intended for them. He's always right. But he's saying to me that your feelings, you know, your, you know, what, how you feel about well, I conquered that, didn't I? Aren't I past that? You don't need to doubt that. That's true. You are past that. So that must mean that you are called for something so much higher and bigger. And I'm requiring more of you. And I see that. So I try my best to 
take that into consideration when it feels like things aren't fair or ceasing or like I can't you like 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 this is so much so I've just seen a few things and God said that this is going to be so much greater than I can ever even think or imagine. Think of the biggest thing and it's bigger and it's greater than that. And I am, I'm trying my best to think of the biggest, greatest thing. And he said, bigger, greater, bigger, greater, think bigger, think greater. Then I look around and I see like, I see I've seen so many things I cannot believe. I've seen God God has brought me to and transformed me and shown me some things I would have never believed since then. But yet still I feel like I can think bigger and greater and it doesn't feel like I'm headed in that direction. Well it feels like I am, but I wonder if I'll ever get it. But that's another thing, like I'm always every single day being enticed to settle for less settle for less is bigger and greater than you ever thought you'd have everything that God gives me is bigger and greater than I'd ever thought I'd have every single time he gives me anything even the next day that's like just a good day that's bigger and greater than I thought I'd ever have you know it's always bigger and greater than I thought I'd ever have so while they're get, trying to get me to settle for something it's not because I feel I'm entitled to anything that he's given me it's just that I want what he has for me and not what they're saying they want me to have because they don't want me to have anything they don't even want me to have what I have now so them offering me anything is an obvious sign they they know what you are headed towards. They know what God has for you is so big and so great. They can't stand to see you have it or they're afraid of seeing you with it. So I cannot settle for that. And it's not just because I have to have something so big and so good or because I want to brag and boast or anything, even though there's no issue with bragging and boasting on the Lord. It's because I want to be obedient to God. I don't want to settle for anything and say, I don't trust you, God. I don't trust that you would have made this happen for me. I don't trust that I'm going to be able to accomplish this in you. I don't trust that nothing is too hard for you. I don't trust that you are able. I don't trust that the impossible is made possible with you. And settle for something saying, yeah, God's still in it. God still approves of it. And I'll still be, you know, God will still love me. He'll always be behind me. He'll never leave me and everything will always be okay. But I'm literally saying, I I didn't trust you, God. I don't trust you. I don't trust that you can make that happen for me. I'm saying, I need to take this now because there's no telling if I'll get what you have for me. There's no telling if that'll work out for me. And that's pretty much saying you don't trust that God is capable, that God is able, that he is almighty and all-powerful. And if you don't trust him, then maybe you should settle for what you have. And honestly, no. If you don't trust him, you need to learn how to. You need to learn to trust him. That's part of your journey. But it's going to be tests. So, that being said, yesterday, I was just feeling so stuck. Lost. Not lost, but just stuck and feeling like will I be lost like just questioning so many things and feeling so down but just holding on to God and just feeling like nothing was moving and nothing is changing and things aren't going to be better and just like I didn't know how I was feeling but I was convincing myself not to think about how bad things would be if all this work was is, was in vain, because I need to trust God. And I was convincing myself to focus, not focus on 
the negativity, like how much I don't have or how much can't happen or how much haven't ha- hasn't happened yet or might not ever happen. And focus just and I couldn't focus at the time on how much can happen and how much will happen and everything God does have for me because it was just one of it's just, I just in one of those moves one it was one of those days where you know you're just feeling very very defeated maybe not defeated but you just don't you feel stuck you don't feel anything you don't feel motivated but you don't want to focus on being unmotivated so you're just there and I was feeling that for a while and I'm just like you know I was just like I am just stuck in this bed can't get up can't move can't do anything can't move forward in my life but I guess I'll just lay here and I just <laughs> contemplated like imagine being here for the rest of my life but trying not to focus on that so I just laid there and felt like I was laying there forever and then I heard conversation and this is what God will do when you're feeling like nothing's happening and everything's going wrong that's Satan Satan's always trying to convince you that things are the worst when God is actually making the most moves or doing the most work and you know fighting the hardest for you well he's always fighting hard so i never want to say fighting the hardest as if there are certain times he's fighting harder for you god is always fighting his hardest for you but when god is fighting for you satan wants to convince you that he's not and it was just i just felt and i just heard like the conversation and as I'm sitting here feeling like, I trust you, God, I love you. Even if I never get anything, even if I never become anything, even if I never make it to the next step or place in my life, I start hearing their conversation, what they were saying. And as I, I was quiet and just trusted him, I heard they were saying how they were sounding and what they were sounding like was when I say they I mean the witches the demons the sorcerers the wizards the warlocks that's been sent to hinder and stop my life and keep me from moving forward in God and what I heard was I heard them conversating and they were saying like you know we maybe we should do this Maybe we should do that. And it was just sounding like their plans weren't working out how they intended them to. Or like they were very afraid of what they knew was going to happen. Like they like they believed. Like something at the time in the moment or just period was quite obvious that God is almighty power. And that he's protecting me and that I'm coming out of this. And that everything's going to work out for me. And you could hear it in their voice and their tone and how they sound like they were kind of scrambling to try to figure out their next plan and what they were going to do. They were very worried. And when I heard that, I said, you know, God, I love you so much. I know you've been saying this the whole time, so I shouldn't get too excited about hearing that. But thank you, you know, because you know that God is being courteous by allowing you to hear that. You should just trust him anyways. You shouldn't need to hear that for confirmation. When he's telling you something, you need to just believe him. He has no reason to lie. But I was just thankful that he gave me that precious gift of a reminder. When you are feeling down and you are feeling stuck and you are feeling like you don't, you're not going anywhere. It's not working out for you or your prayers aren't being heard or God isn't fighting for you. You need to hear what they sound like. The people against you, Satan, you know, who he's using. You need to hear what it sounds like over there. They are so worried about you and you feel like you have nothing, like you have little power, like you are making little impact and like your prayers don't even work and you have no idea what they sound like. They sound like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Hurry up. Think of something. Do something. Anything. It's not going to work. It doesn't matter. You know, and they're feeling super down. Like, they don't have a chance when you are feeling like you don't have one. 
they sound so much worse and it looks so much so much more you know unpromising for them than it does for you no matter how low you are with God or how low you feel with God so I love when he gives me those little confirmations because I just want to cry happy tears thank you God for seeing me fit thank you for you know placing feel like you placed enough in me for this battle thank you for choosing me thank you despite everything I go through thank you and thank you for that reminder that no matter what I go through it's always worse over there and it's not about it being worse over there they will never prevail against you with God 